Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. David is our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hello, David. How are you doing? Great, Bob. How are you doing, man? Yeah, we talked. We talked a bit about uh, obviously PK Subban made some some pretty interesting comments on the Pat McAfee show about the current plight of the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, the team has won twelve straight games in twenty of the last twenty three, and he sort of inferred it was Connor McDavid, and that was the major reason why this has happened. What do you think of that? Well. I, I saw his tweet, Bob. I'm, what did he say on the on the McAfee show about McDavid? Well, I just you know what. So give me the genesis of the tweet. How about that? The tweet you wrote is off the tweet. You others don't play defense well enough in their own zone to win the Stanley Cup. Is essentially it, and they and they rely on the you know they rely on the heroics of Drysaddle and McDavid, and that's not going to cut it in the playoffs. That's what he said in his tweet. And did he, well, the, the reality is they lost to Vegas last year, and McDavid and Drysaddle scored eleven of the nineteen goals in that series, and they lost games five and six, and it was tight. And the Vegas's depth got to them in the third and fourth lines. Their five v five play, their third pairing defense, they were better, but they were also better than everybody else. The Oilers gave them the best run they were right there with vegas now we chris knobloch's coaching the team david you're watching every game you and bruce mccurdy and kurt levins do your cult of hockey um rankings after i mean if you look at the advanced athletics edmonton's almost top five in the league in virtually every advanced metric defensively with the exception of save percentage and goals against because of the poor start to the year his, his comment is I, I'll say it's it's stale. Like as recently as early January, uh, Coach Knobloch was talking about the need to play better defense and you know tighten things up on rush defense and have forwards back check better and defensemen make better decisions. And since then, generally speaking, the orders have really in the last in the last month, Bob, they've been playing championship defense pretty consistently and more so I call it uh, you know we've all heard of far wagon hockey the old Montreal Canadiens the offensive game well this is the owners are playing far wall hockey in the last month they've had the second best goals against average in the NHL so this is a team which is defending very well recently I would uh, I would agree though with Subban's critique that they weren't you know, if he's if he's saying he's got concerns about that, I think that's fair. I mean, the Oilers lost to Vegas because they couldn't hold the lead and they didn't play well defensively um, when they had when they had the lead. All right, they were struggling early right. this year with rush defense, and it was a big problem. But but he and a coaching of, he change was made. The times. 
Yes, and a coaching change has made. And you talked about for the last month they've been the second best defensive team next to Winnipeg. No, it's back to November twenty fourth. We're talking two months. You go twenty. It's hardened in the NHL, David, to go twenty and three over a twenty three game run, and it's hard to have a twelve game winning streak. And they're the second best defensive team in the NHL since November twenty fourth. And the only team that's better is Winnipeg, and they got two guys that are both around nine forty right now with Connor Hellebuck and Laurent Brassois. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so it's a stale comment. Uh, you know, on the other hand, Bob, you could look at it. He's doing them a favor. You know, they these are great attacking hockey players. And the one weakness they have had is defense. And it's, he's reminding yeah. them. He's, he's rubbing their nose. And, it, you know, that's going to – maybe that will burn them a little bit and they'll just be that much better on defense. And they and so they have been taking care of business uh, in their own end, not giving up as many rush chances. So, I don't know. He just seems like he's – you know, has he watched the others recently is what I wonder. Like, how, how close is uh, paying attention is he? Because in the, they really have been playing um, exceptional defensive hockey for a long time now. Yeah, there's no question about it. All right, David, you wrote something else today about the arena deal and how it's worked out. So why don't you educate the listeners about what you put put out today? Well, the arena deal, if you were in the middle of the Bob and you were and I, and I was, it was extremely controversial at the time. People had all kinds of concerns that it was going to be a dead zone, that it was going to not create any business activity downtown, that it was going to be a black hole in the middle of the downtown and those not i think it's safe to say that the arena project has addressed all of those concerns but more than that it's it's as as the head of the downtown business association association is saying it's it's one of the saviors of downtown there's not a lot going on down there covid just was terrible for our downtown like it was for so many 60% of the activity in the office uh, pedestrian traffic that they used to have before COVID. There's a huge problem with crime and social disorder, open drug use encampments downtown because um, we have permissive and lax laws and acceptance of that kind of behavior. And the one thing that this city has going for it is the arena and the arena district downtown. It is thriving. Um, Tim Shipton of the Oilers says there's been four billion dollars of business activity related to that development um you know you can just look at all the these the skyscrapers and uh that have gone up in that area and the uh, the building itself 
and you know I'm not I, I can't vouch for his estimate but it doesn't sound like it's it's way out there the, the shocking thing Bob is the Oilers and I th- you've talked about this before the Oilers now have the top revenue in the NHL tied with the Toronto Maple Leafs this was a team that was forever in danger of leaving Edmonton because they couldn't make enough money here um, this was a team that came you know, within a, a hair of leaving for Houston in 1998. And they have become the top revenue team in the NHL. It's, it is a business miracle. The orders are now worth, Forbes estimates, 2.5 billion Canadian. This was a team I think Daryl Cates bought for about 200 million. So he's done very, very well by the arena deal and by buying the orders. At the same, at the same time, the city's done very well. So, you know, that was always the hope that Cates would do well. So the Oilers would be a thriving business and be able to sign players, pay to the top of the salary cap, stay in Edmonton. And the, the other hope was Edmonton's going to get something out of this, this vibrant area that's going to really help the downtown. So I think it's been a win-win, and that was always my hope, and I think it's that's how it's panned out. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Travis and Trent will take care of you. All right, David. So, your general manager, Ken Holland. What do the Oilers need to do to improve between now and the NHL trade deadline? <laughs> That's an interesting question because they are they are playing such dominating hockey, Bob. I mean, they're getting 60% of the grade-A shots every game right now. That is that is it's just unheard of for a team to have that level of dominance. And it's, uh, and it's at even strength. It's, uh, you know, the short, the penalty kill's good. The power play's good. Everything's good. So um, what do they need? I think they, you know, I've heard um, there's been speculation about a top six winger. I can see that. I can see, like, if you added a really outstanding winger to the mix, that might give that the Oilers that extra edge in the playoffs, especially if there's an injury. Um, they're pretty deep down the middle, although, you know, they have to make a decision. Are they going to have keep Ryan McLeod at, at 3C or play him on the wing? And if, if they decide that he's not the right guy for 3C, I think that would be their number one need. Bring in a third-line center then who they think can um, play a checking role against top competition. If McLeod moves to the wing then, maybe, maybe you don't need a top six winger then. Maybe you have enough depth on the wing with him and Holloway coming back and Kane uh, playing better um, to get through it. And you'd have a, a real sound checking line. So either the 3C or the uh, top winger. What do you do in goal? <laughs> Stuart Skinner has been, he's been playing so well that it's kind of, it's kind of slowed down that whole area. I mean, it seemed like the, obviously the number one need, obviously, early in the year when things weren't going well. But Skinner has been remarkable, and Calvin Pickard's been an adequate backup. So um, it's a good question. What You know, do you worry that um, if Skinner were to get injured or have a slump, that Pickard wouldn't be good enough to fill in and carry the team? I, I think that's a valid thing to worry about. You've got, fortunately, you, you do have a little bit more time to sort that out to see how these two guys do before the trade deadline, which is still more than a month away. So, 
I think you monitor it. And if it keeps going like this, though, I don't think you're going to change it up. All right, David, one final one for you. Can you either confirm or deny that you will be the next leader of the NDP in the province of Alberta? <laughs> Just kidding. It's hey, thanks for joining us. Topic. How do people follow you on Twitter? <laughs> they can follow me at the Call to Hockey, Bob. Thanks. Great. Thank you for taking time to join us, David. Yeah. Bye, Bob. Bye-bye. 647 in Edmonton. Reed Wilkins and Brendan Escott to close Oilers now when we return. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history. Again, we got our four-day roadie coming up to Dallas, Texas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. Reach out to newestravel.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, here's Brandon Escott. In 1980, 26-year-old Blair McDonald scores his second career hat trick as the Oilers dump the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2 in Pittsburgh. McDonald finished the 79-80 NHL season with 46 goals, 94 points. We know he never came close to duplicating that production again. Retired just three years later. And uh, what's the old fire hydrant line there about that? 100%. Now, there was something else that happened in that game. Two bench-clearing brawls, 267 minutes in penalties. Pittsburgh got 144 of them. Kim Claxon fought Dave Semenko at least twice in that game. Russ Anderson had 51 penalty minutes for Pittsburgh. His nickname was the Enforcer. Oris Kinderchuk out of Saskatchewan had 35 pims for the Oilers. It was Lumley with 34 minutes. Mark Messier with 30 and Dave Semenko with 20 and Cam Connor with 17. There is video of it. And at one point, there's a mother in the stands with her daughter and the little girl is crying, going, what the hell is going on out there on the ice? It was nasty business. So uh, this day in Oilers history, there you have it. We bring aboard Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Hello, Reed. How you doing? What a pleasant story. Well, I can provide those sort of things. We were actually watching it on the uh, on the bus after we landed today uh, on the siblings trip. So hopefully that works as a motivator for the Oilers players. That said, Edmonton has won 12 straight games. Reed, you having fun with this? Well, first of all, it works as a segue for my show because I got to chat with Tamika Nurse today, so that interview will be on Inside Sports. Bob, it's, it's uh, I mean, what's that one texture that wrote us last year, and I think it applies now? We're witnessing the good old days. Uh, and, I, and I think to tie this to what you were saying about Subban, and I, and I saw that, and I, I thought David Staple used a good word. Those are stale comments on the Oilers. Like the criticisms of two years ago or even last year don't apply into eternity. Like at some point, you, if, you, if you're criticizing a team for doing something, then you also have to say when they're doing it, you know, and I, I guess PK and some of those critics are going to bring it up until they win a cup. I, I mean, I guess that's the only thing that'll end some of that, but it's, uh, it's been an amazing run winning different ways. Um, but there are some pillars to it, such as the goaltending, such as the penalty kill, such as resilience and such as, you know, generally keeping the goals against down with, with better checking and, uh, you know, fewer, and, and smarter defensive play, less risk-taking. 
Yeah, they've moved into 10th in the, uh, in the league in penalty kill, 12th in, in terms of goals against. They're 12th overall in the standings, which is crazy, Reed, since they started the year with a 2-9-1 record and were second last after their loss to San Jose. And the only reason why they were second last is San Jose lost their first 10 games of the year and then won back-to-back games. All right, so inside sports night, a little bit of talk with uh, the siblings. What else you got shaking? I got Curly Giddens Jr. on the show, new Edmonton Elk receiver, and a little bit on uh, this continued uh, storyline that it sounds like some teams are going to leave the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League to join the BCHL. Really? Is Grand Prairie one of those teams? Uh, you know what, Bob? I wrote it down on my desk, but for uh, I can't remember if they were. I don't think they were. I think it was Camrose, Black Falls, Okotoks, Spruce, and... Sherwood Park. Did I say Brooks? You said Brooks. Is Sherwood Park going to do it? I thought Sherwood Park was one of the five, too. Wow. Nobody's confirmed this, but I've got some stuff from sources about about why it's happening. So I'll dive into that a little bit. Reed, uh, we've got the City Ford Face-Off show tomorrow at 6.30. So we look forward to that. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Brendan Escott. And Kellen Kennedy for helping put together the show. Thank you, all of you that participated in the interactive elements to Oilers now. Reed will have uh, the City Ford Faceoff show. It's Jack Michaels and myself on the call on Saturday. Monday night, Brendan Escott will be hosting Oilers now because it is pitcher day for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. And Brendan's guests will include for Contract Equipment Limited, former Edmonton Oilers general manager and head coach, Craig McTavish. And for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, Frank Saravalli. And for Wave Bathroom Renovations, Bakersfield Condors head coach, Colin Chalk. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Let's see if the Oilers can make it 13 straight in the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night. So long. Thomas Dias up next. Global News Weather Traffic Update.